You ever wish you could change a man and help him do the work that was necessary to reach his fullest potential? Go to therapy, take a self-help class, write in a journal, meditate, join you on your spiritual journey so you can do it together? Well, if you're still single, I would like to gently point out today that perhaps finding another growth-oriented man isn't as important as you think it is. In fact, your adherence to dating a man who is also spiritual and growth-oriented might be the biggest obstacle that's preventing you from finding lasting love. Stick around, I'll explain. My name is Evan Mark Katz, dating coach for smart, strong, successful women and your personal trainer for love. Welcome to the Love You podcast. Keep listening to learn whether your boyfriend also has to be growth oriented. When we're done, I'll let you know how you could apply to Love You to create a passionate relationship that makes you feel safe, heard, and understood. Maybe 15 years ago, I remember being in my old apartment before I was married, before I had kids, and talking to a woman who was highly spiritual. She was a healer. Got a lot of healers out there. She was a healer, very into spirituality. If I recall, she even had like her own unique methodology that she taught. And so by her own admission, she was pretty woo-woo. And after being on spiritual singles, I don't even know if it's still a site, but after being on spiritual singles for a long period of time, she came to me because she was really burnt out on dating. And I remember her declaring, I don't remember the whole context of the conversation, but I do remember her declaring this very vividly. God damn it, I just want to meet a man who watches football on Sunday. I am so tired of these exhausting men who talk incessantly about their spiritual journeys. That was a quote. And I was like, great. Now I can help you find a husband. So to be clear, just because a guy watches football doesn't make him a better man. Certainly not. And just because a guy is spiritual doesn't make him into inherently a weak, navel-gazing narcissist. But the reverse also holds true. And that's one of the things that I think is worth challenging. Just because a guy watches football and isn't into self-help doesn't make him a misogynist brute. And just because a guy is spiritual doesn't necessarily make him into some sort of sensitive, intuitive, new age soulmate. It might just mean that he likes to explore his feelings like you do. It doesn't mean he's necessarily fun or commitment oriented or emotionally generous. It's just another guy who likes woo woo stuff. So we have to be able to, to hold both of those things. We think that someone who's similar to us is going to be better, but it's not always true. And I want you to stop and think about that. How much you perceive that safety equals similarity. Again, I just made that up on the spot. It's not a thing. But think about it. The belief that safety equals similarity. We somehow think that the only person who could possibly understand and appreciate us is someone who's just like us. And it took me like a decade of dating, right? Hundreds of people to realize what a broken model this was. That is no way to find love especially if you're looking for spiritual guys, which is a pretty small percentage of the population. So a better way to go about it is to pay attention to the quality and the ease of the relationship. 
how it feels, not necessarily how it looks, not necessarily the similarities of, oh my God, we're like the same person. We like the same band. We're both vegan. We both took a Tony Robbins class. Between you and me, I'm probably a little bit more like you than the guy I'm recommending to you. I'm the guy who's always growing and changing and optimizing and reading. I sincerely want to be a better husband and a better father and a better businessman, and better coach and world citizen. And change and growth is a core value of mine. And I don't, I'm not being dismissive of it because I'm just like you. But my wife, not so much. Again, when I first met her, the first year we were dating, um, I had come off of taking three landmark education classes and I was really, really into it. Uh, I wasn't part of the full-fledged cult, but I really enjoyed what I learned there. And I remember my wife was complaining about her job that she'd held for 14 years, complaining about her boss and something about how they were communicating. And I kind of came in there and started to tell her what to do and told her how to be more assertive and again, total mansplainer, da, 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 da. And I said, you need to take this landmark course because it's going to show you your blind spots and it's going to it's going to hold up the mirror to you and you're going to see how you're accountable and all the things. And by the way, I still believe that. I still mean that. Evan, I don't, I, I don't do stuff like that. I'm telling you I'm struggling with my boss at work because you're my boyfriend and I'm just venting to you. I'm not actually expecting you to fix me. But wouldn't you like me? What if I could help you? Right. And I'm going on and on about how to grow and change. Right outside solution, me telling her what to do. And she says, Evan, you do all this growth work and this change work, and I think it's great. It's part of what I love about you. But I will gently point out that I'm happier than you are. You do all the work, I'm happier than you are. And it was like a mic drop moment. The person I was dating was actually happier than I was. Right? And was a great partner to boot, even if Maybe if I had her job, I'd handle things a little bit differently. It's not my place to say that. So in that moment, something went off in me where she won the argument and she showed me. And that's the thing that a lot of growth-oriented people don't get. Your partner, your guy, the person in question, isn't on the dating app looking for a consultant to improve him from the outside. He's looking for a woman who accepts him and his flaws in full. And my non-growth-oriented wife does that full acceptance thing far better than I do. And is in fact a model for how I needed to learn to start to accept others instead of thinking that I had to change everybody. So my advice to you is not to rule out change-oriented men. They're not bad, but they're not necessarily better. Right? It's to recognize that this is a small pool of men, 5% of men, and realize they're not always going to be superior just because they read the same stuff and take the same classes and have a have a meditation practice. There are some incredible husbands among the 95% of men who wouldn't be caught dead journaling or in a men's group. So has my wife changed in the 12 years we've been married? Yeah, she has, but not because of anything I did to try to change her. She evolved to fit the circumstances of being a wife and a mother, and she became much more assertive, which is the thing that I wanted her to do when we first met. But marriage isn't about molding your partner to suit your purposes. That is destructive, not constructive criticism. Right? Good partners manage to accept their partner despite their imperfections. Unless you think that your guy should come into your relationship.
and tell, how, tell you how you need to change. I don't think you like that as much. You don't always need a class or a book to change. If anything, the best change that you could make today, if you're a change-oriented person, is to accept someone who is a highly functioning human being, who is happier, more easygoing, less change-oriented than you. I did this and it might have been the single best decision that I've made in my entire life. Think about it. Have you bought into the myth that you need a guy who's done the work? Have you convinced yourself that anyone who hasn't done the work is somehow emotionally deficient? Are you willing to change that belief if it ultimately results in you getting happy? Please share your story and let me know in the comments below. And remember before you do, I'm not telling you to put up with someone who treats you poorly, right? That's, that, that, that's, that's the overcorrection. When I say that my wife doesn't do this kind of work, it's not, it's, she's not a bad person. She's not a bad partner. She just doesn't do this work. So the, the existence of a guy who's like, well, he's an alcoholic and I tried to put up with it is not an example for what I mean by not wanting to change. It's someone who's actually a perfectly wonderful, happy person who just hasn't done the same growth-oriented things that you have. With that, my name is Evan Mark Katz. Thanks for tuning into the Love You podcast. For more episodes like this on YouTube, click the subscribe button, ring the bell, and choose all to ensure you get notified when new content comes out. And if you want to find love right now, and you'd like to have a relationship where you make healthier choices and things are simply easier and you can feel safe, heard, and understood every day of your life, click on the button below, apply to Love You. I'll talk to you soon. Are you the woman who is everything except your man? You can have the relationship of your dreams and you don't have to change to get it. In Love You, you will gain confidence, let go of unhealthy relationship patterns, learn to trust your judgment, understand and attract quality men, assess long-term compatibility, and create a passionate, unconditionally loving relationship with a partner who puts you first, never lets you down, and always makes you feel safe, heard, and understood. Go to www.evanmarkkatz.com and click on the apply button to get started.